Hey, aloha, everybody. Jeff Reinbold here for the Jeff Reinbold Show. We are back. We're going to make our picks. We're going to take some questions. We're going to talk a little ball. And I am joined with the esteemed member of the Irish football media, Michael McQuaid. Michael, welcome to the show. Esteemed member of the Irish media, Jeff. Really? Is, is that what it's coming down to now? No, Irish no, 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 no. Again, I'm trying to give you some, uh, some props because you are on an airplane very soon what's that song i'm driving on an airplane no i'm flying on an airplane no no actually it was i'm leaving on an airplane i'm leaving on a jet plane don't know when that's it okay back to football it's no country roads jeff no it is it isn't but (laughs) let's let's uh let's get on football please all right here it's a going to frankfurt you are going to yeah. and you are going to witness. Uh, I mean, this is so freaking cool. It really, I, I, I get kind of emotional talking about it. Sebastian Vollmer is going to welcome to Frankfurt, his country, the team that he won two Super Bowl rings with, protecting Tom Brady. Uh, you know, I just think it's such an unbelievable story of a kid who tried football on a whim, was actually a competitive swimmer as a, as a small child, and then found his way to the University of Houston, played college football, Division One college football, got drafted in the second round, obviously had a tremendous career with New England, Super Bowl champion. And he's going to now welcome back his team to his country. And it is, I talked to him the other day and we both were just like, you know, two kids talking about, you know, how far, how it's come full circle. It's, um, I've had, I've had the chance, obviously you've, you've had Sebastian on your show a couple of times. And there was one where he was on and I think he spoke for about an hour. I said his house at length, just about his life, how much he appreciates you, Jeff. Um, and I had the chance to meet him in Phoenix. And uh, f- fair play to him. He, g- he gave me a bit of time. He, he was having some fun. And what a lovely guy. Um, I, I'm just really excited. I, I'm, 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 I'm delighted for him, for people that aren't aware of the German market. Uh, Sebastian is commentating on RTL this weekend, which is a big, de- big deal for him. That's on the main television channel in Germany. He's bringing his team home. Um, it's it's pretty cool. I I know beyond beyond Werner is former yep. Colts player also. So it's uh, my, I'm I'm really pumped for this game. I mean, Bjorn Werner Bjorn Werner is really holds the distinction. He did something that will never be done again, never ever. Right? He was the first. German player to score a touchdown in the National Football League when he played for the when he played for the Giants, uh, I think OC or one of the you know Strahan or one of those guys sacked the guy, knocked the ball out. He picked it up and rumbled thirty yards into the end zone. He became the first international player, first German player in particular, to score a touchdown. And you know he's involved now in the European League of American Football and general manager of the Berlin franchise. And again, I hope you get a chance to say hello to those guys for me 
or from me when you're over there this weekend. I didn't know you're tight with Werner. I, I will say a little. Yeah, those guys are those guys were all in that crew of kids that we. Um, big were, big Marcus Kuhn as well. I seen yeah. so I walked past him last year after the game in Munich and just said, "Man, congratulations." That yeah, it's, it, for all those guys. Happy. Yeah, for all those guys that were a part of that, and even there's another guy that who played for Frankfurt for a number of years in NFL Europe, and was one of one of the premier international players, one of what they called national players at that time. One of the premier national players in the game at that time was a tight end named Werner Hippler. And I'm sure you're going to see Werner will be around. And if you if you happen to run into him, please again say hello for me. One day, Mike, we were he set the all time uh, NFL Europe record for tight ends. He caught 13 passes against us in one game uh, when he was playing for Frankfurt against uh, the Ryan Fire, where I was coaching. And you know, really, really a good player. And a little bit kind of a sad story because you know, life is about timing, and Werner was already 29 or 30 years old when he came into NFL Europe. And had he been 22 or 23, he probably would have played in the NFL. But again, just one of those guys that, thank goodness he did have the opportunity to play that that he did. We will get our picks in in a minute, but Werner Ryman, Austrian guy, getting the chance to play 18 members of his family are going to be there on Sunday in Frankfurt. Marcel Dabo will not be suiting up, but he it's, it's, it's a homecoming for him also. It's uh, it's gonna be a cool weekend, Jeffrey. I can't wait. It'll be, it'll be fantastic, and of, of course, you will be able to regale all fifty nine thousand people in uh, Frankfurt with your rendition of "Take Me Home, Country Roads" by John Denver, as you sing arm in arm with fifty nine thousand others enjoying the pageantry of NFL football. Last week, I was almost brought to tears by. The passion that you displayed and the voice, Mike. The La- voice. Laughing or crying? No, I'm telling you, the voice is outstanding. I, I, I didn't know you could sing like that. Well, thank you so much. I, I am uh, the last thing I'll say about it before I completely second people at this stage is don't put country roads on with 14 minutes left in the game in the fourth quarter. Put it on with two or three minutes left and just. Uh, just wait and see the crack. I mean, if you put it on with two minutes left, then the crowd's in and everyone's arm in arm. I tell you what, before we get Thursday Night Football, give me your pick for this game. Who, who's going to win on Sunday? I am going to say that Sebastian's Patriots win it for him on Sunday. I, I know they haven't been a very, you know, they don't score a lot of points, right? They haven't been fantastic this season. I think they turn it on one more time this year. You know, you hit on something, Mike, that, that um, you know, last year there was so much written about, you know, how could Belichick hire two guys that Joe Judge and, and uh, uh, you know, two guys that had very little coaching experience on the offensive side of the ball. And, you know, he made them coordinators and all of that. Well, do you know that that offense right now under Bill O'Brien is scoring less points than the offense last year scored? It's unbelievable. Only one other team, and that's the New York Giants, are scoring less points than the Patriots are scoring. Now, all that being said, I agree with you. I think Belichick will come up with a scheme for uh, Indianapolis and particularly Gardner Minshew if 
If Minshew turns it over, the Patriots will win the game. And I, that's that's what I believe is going to happen. Jonathan Taylor. Special guy. Special back. It could be hard. It could be hard. Can I just say that we're presented by EDD Sport, the official batting partner of the NFL in Ireland and in the UK. Jeff is on tour two weeks this weekend in Glasgow, the week after in Manchester. So very much looking forward to that. I want to say hello to everybody watching live tonight. Do get your comments in. We'll put them in in the second half. So we're both going New England, Jeff. That, like We're both agreeing to start off with this part. Like, that's scary for a start. We're in uncharted territory here already, Jeff. Go to the next pick, will you please? <laughs> um, Timestamp, Thursday night football. Panthers of the Bears. Do, 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 do. Am I watching this game? Oh, both teams. Oh. Both teams. Both teams are struggling. This is a this a, this a game for, for draft picks, right? And, you know, both teams. Panthers have one win. Bears have two. Uh, I think when the game's over with, the Bears will have three. Uh, the, you know, the Panthers are really struggling. Is Bryce Young going to bounce back from that, you know, those two pick sixes he scored last week? I think we'll find an awful lot about Bryce Young tonight, too. Over, under is 37 and a half. I would take the under, my man, in that one. Should I stay up and watch it? I've got three yeah. articles to write. Should I stay up and watch it? No. I, mean, yeah. no, I shouldn't say. Because you can always find something interesting about a game, right? I mean, there's always something to watch. There's, you know, but I, I don't expect it's going to be a particularly high scoring game and I don't particularly think it's going to be a particularly well stored well excuse me well played game I'll take the Bears alright rolling in what a game the Amazon picked there uh, we've already done the Germany game Hackers at the Steelers oh Steelers Steelers I'll take the Steelers as well <laughs> that was very quick Titans at the Bucks. I'm going to take Will Levis and the Tennessee Titans. Will Levis officially named the start of this week. Didn't have a great game in Pittsburgh last week. A lot of discontented, if that's even a proper word. Bucks fans not happy with Todd Bowles. I'm going to take the Titans rolling into Tennessee, getting the job done, Jeffrey. Well, it's going to be interesting because, uh, obviously, Will Levis gets the start. Uh, he, you know, I think that's a big that's – a, that's an endorsement, a ringing endorsement from the organization. You know, Tampa Bay should have won the Houston game last week, and they give up a, you know, a seventy-five-yard scoring drive in you know in forty-six seconds, and you know that's just not that's not very good. I don't, I don't, you know, I, the Bucks just are underachieving, and you know that was a game they let get away from them last week. I wonder how that's going to affect them psychologically. I'm going to go ahead and take the Titans because I know they'll be ready to play. We're flying for this now, Jeffrey. Um, Browns at the Ravens is really interesting because what Browns defense are we going to see? Are we going to see a Browns defense that have, as limited teams at home or are we going to see a Browns defense that went to Indianapolis and let in almost 40 points? Crazy. What do you think is going to happen? I, I think whatever. Like First of all, I think the thing that you need to do if you're going to watch this game you better wear a mouthpiece because the hitting in this game is going to be so incredible that you might get hurt watching it on TV. So you better wear a mouthpiece if you're watching the game on TV. I think that the Ravens are a very, very good football team right now. 
And the Browns are a motivated football team right now. Deshaun Watson is back. Now he's he's going to face a Ravens defense that has 13 guys on that defense have a sack, at least one sack. That's an incredible amount. They got depth. They got great pass rushes. They blitz secondary guys. I'm going to take the Ravens, because I think the Ravens right now are one of the two or three best teams in football. I'm taking the Ravens, but I think it'll be like the handicap is six and a half. I think they'll win by a field goal. I don't think it'll be as one-sided as people think. Um, I'm, I'm really interested to see how the defense plays against Lamar, but more so at the time we're recording, it looks like we're going to see Deshaun Watson. How will he play? That, that's a big question mark for me also. I'll, I'll take the Ravens, but Jeff, I am so excited for your answer to this question, my man, and your detailed analysis, which I can't wait to get from Alex at 2 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, the Niners at the Jags. Is this, is this stuff from Alex still happening now? The season's over, or what's the crap? Yes, no, it is It is still happening. You should have it any time now. It is, this is a great football game. We're going to see Chase Young. Yeah, we're, we're going to see Chase Young and Nick Bosa bookends again like they were at Ohio State, and I think that's going to juice up that uh, San Francisco pass rush, which has struggled really a, a lot the last month. Um, you know, can Jacksonville match San Francisco score for score? Because I think this is this game, I think, will be in the 30s, and I think it's going to be a really, really close game, a really well-played game. Um, you know, Trevor Lawrence is playing really well right now. Brock Purdy needs to play better. He's kind of gone through a little bit of a rough patch. I'm sure the week off has been good for him. But I'm going to take the 49ers. I think that this is a game I cannot see that team going, you know, losing another one. I think, what have they lost, two straight or three straight? Uh, that'd be three straight, yeah. Yeah, that'd be shocking to me if they lost four straight. I think there, there's so many variables. The fact that the Niners team have been so poor pre-Dubai – and I know we've had, like, I think I really pissed you off one night because you were like, watch the tape. Brock Purdy's fine on 9 out of 10 plays. I, I agree with that. It doesn't change the result and what happened. And like, the, He went on his bye week to a farm last week and fair play to him for going out and just resetting the brain because he could have sat in San Fran or sat in California and thought to, thought to himself, just got really negative. I am... Um, I am so intrigued to see how the Niners attack this game. The Niners have to win this game because they, if they don't win this game and start losing more, you got the Seahawks behind them. You got everybody around the league talking about them, and it just starts the whole cycle of negativity, in my opinion, Jeff. I just—it's such an important game, but I'm taking the Niners. Do you know, I'm taking them. I, you, you can't. Oh. All right, nobody in their right mind can pick against Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy this weekend, regardless who they're playing. If they lose again, that could change, but um, I'll take the Niners. I agree. I agree. I'm not, I don't I don't have all those impassioned takes that you have, but I do agree. Remember, remember, Mike, until it eliminates you from the playoffs, it's not a must-win game. Right? Now, do they need to win? Oh, yeah. game, Jeff. There's no question. But again, I gotta I gotta constantly get you to top tap tap the brakes, right? And just realize there's still gonna be half of the season to play when this one's over. And there's still a lot of stuff that can happen. So yes, they do need to play better. Yes, this is a big game, 
but no, it is not the beginning or the end of, you know, anything. I certainly don't think it's the end of anything, of course. But I do think that the discourse will be interesting on Monday. If look, man, if the Jaguars one thing, one thing we do agree on, one thing we do agree on is that in fact it will be the end of the 49er losing streak. But if the Jacksonville Jaguars win at home, what a statement that would be, Jeff. It, it's they've made statement after statement this year. They're a good football team. They are. Right? They're good. Football. Can they beat the big boys, Jeff? Can they beat what many deemed four weeks ago as the NFC champions? <laughs> we'll see. Who? Uh, yeah. oh, many, many, many on ESPN. Many, many, here, my many, country. Many got. unknown sources. Many like, come on, man. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, Texas is the Bengals. Now, as I'm recording, the Jamar Chase and T Higgins are doubtful. For the Bengals, they have not practiced today. Jeff, pick accordingly, my friend. Texans going to Cincinnati. I think. I think. Excuse me. Cincinnati's good enough to win, even if those two. If those two guys are out, that's going to be a struggle. Some, but they've got more weapons, and uh, you know, as long as you got Joe Burrow, you got a chance. I think that this will be a real uh, interesting matchup because this is two guys who, you know. C.J. Stroud played at Ohio State. Joe Burrow played at Ohio State, then transferred to LSU, but is an Ohio boy. Um, this is an intriguing matchup. Columbus, not far from Cincinnati. Uh, I think I think this is going to garner a lot of attention in the state of Ohio, but I certainly think that, that Joe Burrow will get his team through. I'm taking the Texans. Okay. I think, I think C.J. Stroud goes in, wins the game. He, hell of a week last week. The receiving core he has is excellent. I love what D'Amico Ryans has done to this team. If T. Higgins and Jamar Chase do not start for this, I'm frigate. I'm taking the Texans. I've my picks this year are so high on that graphic that I can mess up one week and I'll be grand. I'm taking the Texans to be the best. What, what graphic are we speaking of? So there's a graphic, and we'll, now Jeff, when we employ our next graphic designer next year, we will have a graphic for me and you also. But there's a graphic for the pro the pro football Ireland ones, and I am currently at, I'm like ninety to forty five or something ninety to forty six, and I'm, I'm not doing too bad basically. Ninety to forty six. Ninety to something. I'll let you know on Sunday when it's made. It, it was look, it was eighty last week. I got ten right, so ten ten to six, so it's like ninety something. So I can afford to mess one up. I think this is the trap game for Cincinnati. Okay, all right. I'm, all right. I'm with you. Okay, let's go on. But Jeff, that, that should be a late one, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, it should be. But we're watching. What are we watching tonight? Well, Carolina well, and Carolina and the Bears. So we're watching. There's gonna, every every week. There's bad football, and you're going to get the chance to see some tonight and on the weekend. All right, give me another one. one. Give me another game. Was even yawning thinking about tonight. Uh, the scenes of the Vikings, Jeffrey. Josh Dobbs, part two. Here we go. Saints and the Vikings, Josh Dobbs, part two. I think... Saints are favored on the handicap, Jeff, on, on 8 of 8. I, I, I would take the Saints. I would take the Saints. I, you know, again, what Josh Dobbs did was legendary last weekend. I mean, it really was phenomenal, you know, that he was able to pull that off. I just don't know 
if he's able to sustain that. Is that sustainable? We'll see. And I think that, you know, the Saints have a good defense. Uh, I, I like the Saints. I like the Saints in this game as well. I just don't know if Josh Jobs can do it two weeks in a row, and that's the genuine truth. Yeah. If he can, I think it'd start to hold different discussion for the, the NFC North and the direction that the Vikings could potentially move in, depending on different teams. But certainly, um, I'll take the Saints. I agree. Look at us in agreement, Jeff. Now, there is a comment on here. Um, how many, or can we expect, Shane Brennan, can we expect much from Kyler Murray this weekend? Fred saying, I reckon free free picks for Kyler. Now, the Falcons are the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's back. And Jeff, I'm taking Kyler Murray, three passing touchdowns, 360 yards, 100 yards rushing. I'm getting the Cardinals to win this game, man. I'm, I'm taking it. He's back, baby. Well, he is back, and he has not played in a live football game in a long, long time. He has had no preseason. He's had no preseason reps. He has just been full speed. There was some question about whether he was going to be ready for this week. I think all of those things factor into this. You know, obviously, the Falcons have not seen him play. They have, they have, you know, they got to go back for a year, a different offense for the tape, all that kind of stuff. So there will be some advantage for him. But I just think that the Falcons are a better team. I think Cleveland, or excuse me, Cleveland. I think the uh, Cardinals are, you know, just they've they've played hard most of the year. Last week they didn't play very well. I think that will give them a boost, but still I don't know how much it's going to be a boost enough to, to help them win. So I will, again, I will take the Atlanta Falcons. I'm starting. They got to give the ball to Bijan though a little bit, don't you think? They do. They, they don't share. Like they share it around too much. I think. Like the game in, the game that I was at in London, he barely like. I was like, where, where, where's Bijan by? Where's Bijan by? Where, where, where's he at? I was talking to God, and nobody got, nobody could understand what I was saying. So, can you understand that at the minute? No, I didn't understand a word you said. Where's Bijan by? No. What where, is, where Bijan boy? What is that? Where, where is Bijan boy? Where, where did you get that from? That's what people talk like around here. Hi, where is Bijan boy? No, no. Let's get on to the next pick. Yeah, okay, right, fair enough. Lions at the Chargers. This game is in LA. The Detroit Football Lions are gonna triumph over the Chargers. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. For the for the Jets defense to fold 33 odd points against the Chargers last week, right? I I just, I just thought it was a superb performance by the Chargers. Hold Granted, it. poor poor hold, offense performance by the Jets. It. How many points did you say? Did they score 33? One was a punt return. Yeah. The other was on a short field because they knocked the ball out of Joey Bosa knocked the ball out of you know Fields' hands. Right? Twenty seven points, my bad. Right. So now we're down to under twenty points, right? That they really that they really earned. Well, so I mean, like, look, look. Technically, they didn't have much of a run game. Austin Eckler was 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 a leading rusher last week, but. They still had a good game at Keenan Allen. Like I, I think at home, Chargers have to win. 
Like they need to try and progress in the West. Herbert turns it on at home. Lions sort of mess up a wee bit with the offense in LA with the 15 Chargers fans and the 80,000 Cedar Stadium. I just think this is the most Chargers game ever. Like they beat the Lions, they go out and lose next week away from home. Some. Do you do, well, do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I I understand, it, and that's always been the the issue with the Chargers consistency. Can they put two games back to back? They played a good game, and and I give you they went into New York and beat the Jets. They're coming home, and they got a Lions team that's hot and a good football team. And if they if they're able to pull this off, which I don't think they will, but if they're able to pull this off, that could be you know, kind of the juice that they need to try and capture a wild card spot because they're in they're in the wild card hunt. You're starting to convince me to pick the Lions though. I've just done a whole batting podcast before this where I've picked the Chargers. So I'm probably gonna have to stick with them. So yeah, I feel like an idiot now. But okay. We'll get there. Talking about idiots, Jeff. Washington Commanders are playing the Seattle Seahawks. Do you believe that Eric Bieniemy will be a head coach next year in the National Football League. It depends on how it depends on how the Commanders trend down down the uh, stretch. If they play like they played when they score forty points, yes. If they play like they played a couple times when they scored eighteen points, no. So you know, again, that's a beauty contest, and and I think that you know there are there are people that certainly like the enemy and would like to see him get an opportunity and i would too but i think he's gonna have to you know keep that offense rolling down the stretch and that mean you got to win games but the offense has got to play well and i think if he can show an owner that he can take a guy like sam howell and make him a winning quarterback then i think that would really really help his cause because one of the things that when they interview one of the things owner's going to want to know are you going to be able to help coach my million dollar 30 million dollar investment at quarterback will you be able to protect him you know we get the best out of him and you know this is this is really important for eric to show that he can do that who's going to win the game seahawks or washington i'm going to take seahawks i think seahawks although they're not playing particularly well right now I think you know they've improved themselves at the trade deadline, and I think they're going to be a, a team again that's going to be battling for for a playoff spot. I agree with you. I, I'm going to take the Seahawks to win this game. Uh, I think the, the game is in Seattle as well. I think the home crowd will spur them on. They've got players that can take moments in the game. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Zach Charbonnet, even as well. Guys that can break out. Do you know who I love, Jeff? Bobo. I'm going to call my first child Bobo. <laughs> I'll take the Seahawks. Now, it pains me. Pains me so much that I have to get on a plane and I have to miss the New York Giants with Danny DeVito's illegitimate son and the Stop. Dallas Cowboys go up against each other. Jeff, the over, under. Sorry, the handicap is minus 17 and a half, Jeff. I, I think that, I, to be honest with you, I think that's realistic because the Giants can't score a lick, and you know they're going to. Devito's going to turn it over, and I can see Parsons with a strip sack touchdown. I can see, you know, I can see him picking a ball off, running for a touchdown. The the Cowboys average over thirty points a game at home, right? 
So if there's ever a 17 and a half point spread in NFL football, that's a prohibitive spread. But I, I like it and I like the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys are winning this game. Yeah. The question is how much? Yep. Is there is there any world in which Davido goes out and makes a couple of good players? I mean, going like going into Dallas, Chef, what a moment for this Jersey kid. Seriously, on Sunday. Yeah. You know what? There will be. About one moment will be good for him. The rest of the the other fifty nine are gonna be really tough. <laughs> Watch him ball out. <laughs> I, don't, I would love that, but I just I'm telling you. He's got nobody up front, and those guys are going to be. This is a, this is one of those games that the players love because it's a the pad your stats game, right? Because they all got in, incentives in their contract, right? Like you got so many sacks, you get this, you get you know da da da. So I expect them to be you know. D- Danny Devito's excuse me, Danny Devito. Devito is going to get. To know that Cowboys defensive line very well over the course of the 60 minutes he plays this game. And very quickly as well. Um, I feel for them. I've never in my life covering the NFL like this. I don't think I've ever seen a spread like that in my life, Jeff. No, that's why I say it. It's like that's a prohibitive spread in the NFL. Oof, I'll say no more. What's your favorite spread? Peanut butter. And butter, like Irish salted butter kind of man. Whoever thought that the New York Jets against the Las Vegas Raiders should not be flexed is in trouble. And that's all I'm going to say. The game is in Vegas. I am going to take the Raiders. Okay, this this is an interesting one to me because I'm a Raider guy too. I'm a Raider guy too. And what, what really frustrates me when I watch the Jets is you got Bryce Hall, Brees Hall, and you don't give him the ball. And you you ask, you continually ask a guy who's proven to you that he's not ready yet. And I'm not saying he's going to be a bust. I'm just saying he's not ready yet. You want to put the game on his shoulders all the time. The Raiders are right about 30th in run defense, right? So they want to play too high. That means you always got a numerical advantage in the box. If the Jets don't run the ball 35 times in this game, then they need to take a look at what's going on on their side of the fence, right? You know, what, what what's going on with the offensive? And I'm not a guy, very rarely will you ever say to hear me say, well, it's play calling. Well, it's play selection to me. It's like, do we want our, why don't you put the ball in the hands of the guy that can win you the game and stop relying on the guy that has proven to you over and over and over again he's not ready yet? Fred Flunk, remember the last time you said Dallas were winning versus Arizona? <laughs> Fred, I, I do. I do remember that. And I, I remember saying that Arizona had no chance. And then the Cowboys went in there and sleptwalked through, through the game. But I don't believe that's going to happen at home. Cowboys, I'm going to say, Cowboys are a different know. animal when they're at home. There could be a different animal this week whenever they play Danny DeVito's son. Um, I'm going to take the Raiders to win this game, Jeff, just because you can really see that jump in confidence with yeah. the new head coach. Um, 
that being said, though, the Aaron Rodgers Brigade wants the Jets to win, including myself, because you want to see him come back from some sort of impossible injury towards Christmas. And um, I think you'd like to see the Jets to win because you are going to the New York Jets official party on Black Friday in Manchester in two weeks' time. If you yes, weren't aware of that, that's been announced today. And you could really use a Jets win before that game, I think. Well, there may, not be one Friday, before, you know? there may not be one before that game, but I, I, you know, all things, all things being equal, I, I just really think it's Nathaniel Hackett has got to give the ball to Brees Hall. He's got to throw sh- swing routes, screens. But that needs to be their offense, and they need to stay ahead on the chains and really try and exploit the advantage that they have up front against the Raiders. But you know, I think the Raiders, on the other hand, need to do the same thing, right? You don't want Aiden McConnell. O'Connell rather, you know, throwing the thing 30 times in this game. I think this this is a game that's going to be one up front. Aiden O'Connell, there has to be a bit of Irish in that. I mean, like, let's just put that out there and say no more, Jeff. Um, Okay, so Monday Night Football is is a biggie. By the way, folks, get your questions in. We will get them out very soon after this part here. Broncos at the Bills. Broncos beat the Chiefs. I will be at this game. Oh, I will be at this game. Our our friends at Touchdown Trips have made it possible for me to go down there and spend uh, tailgate with them and party at the stadium and watch the game. So I'll be able to record this one live. As a matter of fact, Michael, we're going to try and record a session at the at the uh, at the hotel with the people from Tailgate Trips. Benjamin, even if, even if yeah yeah, our, it's Benjamin's our, and all the Benjamins. <laughs> And we're, and uh, it'll be fun. We'll be talking a little ball and and getting a feel. They would have just come back from they. They're going to go to Penn State on Saturday, this trip, and watch a whiteout at Penn State as Penn State takes on Michigan. And then they're going to meet us. I'm going to meet them in Buffalo on Sun actually on Monday, and uh, we're going to ha- have a chance to go to Highmark Stadium and watch the Bills. And only will it's the one and only experience of watching a Bills game. Because those fans are completely nuts. That's going to be some game for them, Penn State. Penn State having a hell of a season going up against Michigan. Who's going to be their coach by Saturday morning? Nobody knows, Jeff. What a game that is for the, you're, you're trying not to laugh. I can see that. But the big question is, is Jeff Reinbold cursed? Jeff went to a New Orleans against, was it Baltimore game last year? And Baltimore won, didn't they? Yes. So going by that logic, the Broncos win this game, yeah? No. That's yeah, they beat the Chiefs. They have a bye week. They had a very good performance on the offensive side of the ball. The Bills have been quite poor in the last five weeks. Surely, if there's ever a chance, it's this game. Now, I know McGlinchey's going to struggle against Leonard Floyd, Paul Miller, who Miller's first game against the Broncos pains me. It genuinely, I'll be sitting up crying watching it. I, I think the Bills win the game. I don't think it's that far off a tie. I think two or three points win. Yeah, it's, you know, you can say that all you want, but we'll see. We'll see. Hey, no, I'm going to take I think the Bills. You know, right now the Bills, it, you, you talk about a team that needs a win. This team needs a win at home, particularly. They're starting to, they're starting to get on them a little bit up here in, in the, in North New York state, they, uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, the general manager, 
Kenny Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, they're all under pressure right now and under scrutiny. And and a lot of there's a lot of hand wringing in Buffalo that you know they they're right now just a 500 football team. We um, will you be smuggling any lovely goods or sweets into the U.S., Jeff, or vice versa? No, no, I'm not a sweets guy. I had to ask that just on behalf of the U.S. government. Okay, you're, you're, hold on, you're not a sweets guy at all. No, I'm not a sweets guy. Chocolate? I like chocolate, but I'm not I'm that crazy about it. We'll have to get you again in a few weeks. Anyway, Jeffrey. Uh, that's been the Picks podcast. Do, do you want to see us out or tell us anything interesting? This is, this is Jeff Reibold from the Jeff Reibold Show here to say aloha.